2: with Conair Bomb, Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
3: There are certain men that aren't comfortable with using toys. Thank goodness I have a partner that is because I just feel like it just takes you like to a different level.
1: Anybody who's worried about masturbating or grew up with messages that it's bad for you from a mental health and a wellness standpoint, it is very good for you to masturbate. Couples, on average, are having sex a little less than once a week. Okay. So, it's not as often as we're thinking, right? Oh, and I'm good.
3: (laughs) Hola, mis amores. Happy Monday. We're now in the middle of July, which means we're wrapping up cancer season. A special shout-out to all my fellow cancer babies. I hope your birthdays have been really special and unforgettable. Now, on to today's episode. It's going to be a spicy one. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, sex. And we have a really incredible sexologist joining us to fill us in on everything from sexual wellness to sex toys. So stay tuned for that. This is Cheekies and Chill. now is rebecca alvarez story she's a sexologist and co-founder and ceo of Bloomy, a company focused on women's sexual wellness they have an amazing line of sex toys and non-toxic lubricants which we'll talk about in a little bit welcome to the show rebecca how are you oh my gosh i'm so good (laughs) i'm so excited we're finally doing this yes finally i'm so excited thank you for being on i have been excited to talk to you and to ask you so many questions i'm very open You know, and I love that I have a fellow Latina that seems to be very, you know, open about this conversation that I feel is very taboo. Still, I think not as much as before, but definitely still taboo in like our culture. How or when do you remember the conversation, like the first conversation or how you heard about sex, like either in school or from your family or or tell me a little bit about that?
1: the first time I remember learning about sex was definitely in school. And then they had this part where I think I must have been like in sixth grade or so. And they had a part where your parents got involved and they talked to you at home. And so my parents had this very awkward sex talk with me one of those days after school. And I remember it was like, it was funny because I was like, why are you guys so embarrassed? That was my mm-hmm. takeaway. It wasn't even the information. The information was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't like, to me, I wasn't actually shocked at like learning about the body. I thought the body was kind of cool when I was growing yeah. up. But I was just surprised at how uncomfortable, uncomfortable they were. even the mm-hmm. teacher was. The teacher, I feel like, was slightly uncomfortable. My parents were uncomfortable. So I was like, what is this? That was yeah. my,
3: my intro. You went to a private school, right? Was it a Catholic private school? Yeah. Was it all of all of school like high school or just elementary or Yeah.
1: I started off going to all my local schools. So like public school kid, that's how I grew up. The the sex had started in like our local curriculum. But when I went to high school, I actually got a scholarship to go to a private school, which was an amazing school for getting you ready for college. But it was Catholic, all girls, conservative. And mm-hmm. the abstinence-only education that we got, I was like, wait a minute, you guys took away all of the information I started learning about in middle school, and yeah. they had abstinence-only contracts, which I was like, oh, this is really, like, what? extreme. It yeah. W- yeah, it was a lot of just, like, fear of getting pregnant, fear of mm-hmm. STIs, don't have sex. Yeah. And that didn't feel right. It didn't feel like I was getting good information.
3: How old were you when this whole... 14, 15, 14. 16. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's crazy, the fact that you knew already, like, this doesn't feel right. I think this is just meant to be, like, your life. You know what I mean? To educate us all. Yeah. So so how did you get into this space? How did you become so,
1: like, interested in, like, sexual wellness? So I would say those two questions that you asked, were it's like, how was it for me learning about sex ed as a kid? I was really interested by why people were uncomfortable with it. Like that mm-hmm. was really interesting to me. And so in college, well, actually there was like a lot in there, but that stayed with me, right? Like, why is everybody like apprehensive about this? It made me yeah. apprehensive about it. And then what happened is in college, I actually went to a school my first year at UC San Diego. I unfortunately had a really bad experience. I was sexually assaulted and that oh experience gosh. made me fear Intimacy. It made me like Mm. completely turned off to anything. And so, you know, here's now this kid, essentially, right? You're 19 when you start college, sometimes 18, who I feel like people were apprehensive. I was already like kind of um, not feeling like I wasn't getting good information. And then I have this ridiculous experience. So for me, I ended up transferring back home, which is how I ended up at Cal, which Mm. was the beginning of my healing journey. I took all the sexual wellness. Uh, courses on campus and i did it because i was i wanted to like i was curious and what ended up happening is over a course of the four years there i feel like i healed myself Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong i had great therapy there was a whole like legal process at one point like there was just a lot that i endured and in becoming educated and finally getting what i realized was like really really great sex education like really great sex education to the point where I was taking the decals or like the field study classes where we would go to places. Like sometimes it was like parades or, you know, events or sex museums, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it was like the sex club and it was like an underground event. And it was really like any, I just had exposure to everything in the space for a while. And that started my healing journey. I knew that I wanted to do something with it, but it wasn't until later that I really was like, confident in being a sexologist I got my master's at that time I had become a single mom I had a three-year-old daughter and I just like went all in I said you know what I'm really good at getting the information out Mm -hmm. I feel like a vessel I feel like I sit at this intersection of I'm Latina Mm -hmm. I'm a woman I grew up with conservative information like but I feel like I relate to people so people (laughs) relate to me and I was excited yeah. to get that information out.
3: That is awesome. And what did your family think when, when <laughs> you majored? And, and like, I, I'm just curious to see what, what are your parents or your, yeah, anyone around you?
1: <laughs> so my parents have always known that I, I, like, I tend to not follow a lot of rules. Like I'm mm. one of those people that I like, I push boundaries. Uh-huh. Not in like a way where I'm trying to create a problem. In a way where I'm like, why? Why is that the line? Like, uh-huh. so I, like I feel like they knew that I wasn't gonna be like traditional. Um, but then when I told them what I was the major I was creating at Cal, because I ended up creating mm-hmm. that major, they were supportive. They were like, "Me, how are you sure?" And then once we got through the, "I'm sure," they've been supportive. And like, I cannot tell you, they are the cutest parents ever. Oh, right now, blessing. they. We joke that my dad is like um, our Bloomy Instagram um, like influencer, uh-huh. and my mom loves you know spreading the products and getting them tested with her friends. So <laughs> times changed.
3: <laughs> I freaking love it. I love it. Saco <laughs> They're like, oh well, fine. This yeah. I'm gonna support my daughter. Like,
1: let's go in. <laughs>
3: yeah. So okay. So tell us about Bloomy. You you are in Target. That is awesome. I love Target. So I'm like, that is Thank so cool. You. Um, how long, how long,
1: when, when was it born? How did, how did that idea come to you? So after I made the decision, I wanted to go deep into sex education and I became a sexologist. I started working with startups and being in the Bay area. There's so many here. This is like a startup Mecca, right? So I got exposed to helping companies make intimacy products, but from a startup lens. And that Mm. stuck with me because so many of them got acquired and that like experience it taught me a lot i felt like i did a lot wrong i did a lot right and i thought that if i started a company i could make it way more intentional like yeah. i could make it more accessible i could make it bilingual i could make it you know where people shop every day and so that's what i ended up creating with bloomie it's we say it's a sexologist led intimacy company Mm-hmm. Which just on its own, that's like a thing. There's not a lot of sexologists and then there's not a lot that are creating the products, right? Right. And I'm just really proud to to say we're in Target, but I have to tell you, like, the thing I'm the most proud of is just when I get customer testimonial or somebody who sends me a message and says, this product changed my life, this was my first orgasm, or hey, wow. my partner and I love the lube, like, that makes yeah. me so, so happy.
3: Oh, that makes, yeah, that, that's awesome. It's like that gratification of saying, wow, I created this mission accomplished. Like I'm doing, yeah, I totally, totally get it. And why the name? I, I I love the name, by the way. I think the name is awesome. It's so clean and your aesthetic is so nice and pretty. Like,
1: I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. People love our branding. I love our branding. It's, I love it's your branding what you, so We much. wanted to do what you said Bloomy. So my husband is in marketing. I love him to death. He's like the secret co-founder behind it all that doesn't get enough credit. But we did a naming session together. So he knows how to do this. But we did a naming session and we got to like everything on my list that I wanted for a name. I wanted it to be simple, a little playful, remind you of the body and remind you of like growing. So Mm -hmm. it's like a play on Bloom kind of. And then there's a lot of companies that have double O's. That end up doing well. (laughs) So, and it kind of reminds you of the body, you know, double O's. Yes, it's true. That was fun. If I could go back, I would say like the only thing I kind of wish is I wish I had a little bit of like a Spanish flair, but it's okay because. People can still pronounce it. That was exactly. one thing I
3: wanted. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I love it. I, I, it does make you feel like it. Just I don't know. It makes me think of daisies and just sunshine. I, I don't know how to explain. It. Like when I think of blooming, it's like yeah, I am blooming into who I really am meant to be. Oh, sexually, I love it. You know?
2: <laughs> I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles, because life happens, baby. But you got this. Hi there. and stories, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game.
4: and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: For those who don't know,
1: explain a little bit the difference between volta and vagina. So your vagina and everything that's vaginal is internally. So if you're born, you know, a cis woman, basically you have a vagina, you have a uterus. That's the inside, right? So if you're talking mm-hmm. about like penetrative sex, or you're talking about anything like internal infection, it's vaginal, inside. Mm-hmm. Your vulva is the outside. Your vulva, it's like the lips, so like the inner lips, the menorah, the majora lips. That's the outside, and it's it's like everything, like where your clitoris is, down to like before your anus, like all of this zone is like a vulva zone, mm-hmm. um, and then. One word that I think is also helpful is intimate skin. So if we're talking about intimate skin, we're talking about vulva skin or we're talking about penile skin, like either or. And Bloomie's products are for just intimacy or just intimate skin. So they're Mm -hmm. actually not even for just cis women. They're just for that part of the body, which is kind of nice too. We designed it to work for all bodies, but inside, vagina, outside, vulva.
3: And see a lot of people well i sure didn't know you guys i would always talk about vagina 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 but it when i learned that i was like oh my god now i'm like you know so so mm-hmm. thank you thank you for explaining that and you know what i love another thing that i love is that your products are non-toxic because i have a very sensitive flower so i had to be had to like it was trial and error like okay this doesn't work for me and you know certain condoms were like i would get like just very dry down there it was just not cute So that's what I love. I love that they're non-toxic and I think it just helps that you are a sexologist and you know about this, which is what I love about your brand. So
1: did you have a similar experience? I did. I was going to say same. So I'm very sensitive, but you know what I learned in doing my research before launching the company is that Latina women, Latina cis women and Black women, we have a different microbiome. That means that like, you know how we talk about like when your pH is off, mm-hmm. like when your pH is off, it means like you basically like threw off the number. The number normally sits around like a four-ish. four ish, okay. four to like 4.5. But if you use products like body washes or things that are very basic, you make it higher and you throw it off and you get irritated. So what what happens for us is we're actually more sensitive. Latina and black women, we're more sensitive to... Getting infections, mm-hmm. getting STIs, all these things. So we need to be even more cautious. I learned this and then it connected the dots. This is why I'm always so irritated. This is why I can get BV so easily. This is why, like, I just like could get a lot of red skin.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: because of all these products that I honestly like just grew up with, you know, like friends were using them or cousins, older sisters, or whatever they were using them they have fragrance, they have parabens, they have glycerin, like all these things can disrupt that part of the the microbiome, the skin. So I I needed to make sure that our products were as healthy as possible. And I am really proud. I can tell you, we are the cleanest line in target for this area of the body for sure, hands Mm -hmm. down. The one thing I will say though, is even with that, everybody should always do a patch test. So like Mm. if you're going to use a new lubricant, anything that's going to be used internally or even on your intimate skin, you can do a patch test on your forearm or behind your knee and just put a little bit on there and see what it feels like for you.
3: Yeah, I need to do more of that, the patch testing, especially now that I'm getting more mature in age. I feel like my body is (laughs) changing and it's like not as receptive, I guess, with certain things. But I do love the fact that everything is like non-toxic. I just, I'm all about like, you know, the cleaner, the less ingredients, the better, you know what I mean? So, you know, you guys go to Target and get yourself some Bloomy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So do you have any like favorite uh, products from your line? You know, what's funny, like, I feel like I'm not supposed to have a favorite because I helped (laughs) with all of them. Right. But I'll tell you my favorites right now. Okay. So I think it has to do with summer and like this vibe. I'm really loving the oil-based lubricant. The oil-based lubricant is delicious. Technically it's edible but we can't claim it but I'm telling you it is. Okay. It is my moisturizer, it's my lubricant, it's Ooh. my it's my one product that I travel with. And my husband and will will like back me up on this. We have like one or two of them in the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have one or two by the bed. Like it's just Ooh. on rotate right now. So Love. it's a good <laughs> moisturizing beautiful lube nice and mm. like not too thick but like very very delicious that's my favorite lube and then I would say in terms of toys I'm really loving play which is the newest one that we just launched it's little okay. it's a mini vibrator but it's curvy it gives a little you can insert it or just use it like nicely outside like clitoral area mm-hmm. or if you need like you know like little on your neck.
3: <laughs> yeah, on your neck,
1: just to use it. <laughs> I travel with it. It's um, it's travel-friendly. Those are my two favorite ahorita. And I would just say, like, there's new ones launching very soon. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think those might become my new favorite, but that's that's my jam right oh, now. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, so, because
3: I I, I I like the smaller ones, you know what I mean? And they're waterproof, right? So you could, which, yes, they're which all is waterproof. awesome. Waterproof is the bomb, you guys, because, you know, you can... I, I mean, I don't know about... you. There, there are certain men that aren't comfortable with using toys. Thank goodness. I have a partner that is because it's just, I just feel like it just takes you like to a different level. And what I like about, about the vibrator that you have, the ones that I, that I've, I've seen is that they look like they, they're going to move with your, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they're just, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? They, they're flexible. There you go. That's the word. Like they mm-hmm. like they're just gonna, they're not stiff. It's like, sometimes mm-hmm. you can hurt yourself. And I feel like those, your, yours can go inside, correct? Yes. Like
1: not They're just, all, okay. all, you can use any of them in multiple ways. They're all multi-use. Okay. So here's the thing. I, I've tested thousands of toys, everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know like personally what I like, but here's what I also enjoy. I have so much data behind uh-huh. this, like these studies and like Bloomy testers, which we call Bloomy Beta um anybody who wants to join can join for free. You get free product and perks. Oh, but cool. all of this information together showed me that yes, sometimes having like a nice toy that's like rigid y no se mueve, mm-hmm. it's good because sometimes you're craving that. But honestly, there's been a lot of like apprehensive users, like people who are like nervous to use it because it's really firm or they don't want to try like a, a position where they might fall or it might hurt them. So yeah. what we did is we took that away and we just said these toys have to be slightly flexible so that if you fall, if you try something, if you move, it doesn't hurt you. Right. So like indulge it's a double-sided vibrator, one side vibrates, one doesn't, which I love for people that are getting to know their body or maybe have some trauma and don't mm-hmm. always need the vibration end. I would say like that toy is it gives the most and mm-hmm. people really love that. It feels feels nice on your body. It just like conforms a little.
3: Yeah, there you go. It conforms. That's, I'm like, I I love that. Like even just the look, it it looks, it looks classy. I don't know how to, I don't know if that's, you (laughs) you know, it it really does. It doesn't look like todo feo and just veiny. It looks very nice and smooth. Like it's not going to hurt me. And that's like, I think, especially like a lot of Latinas, a lot of my friends, I was the one that gave them their first vibrator. I'm like, I'm that friend that's going to say here, don't sit on a stranger penis. Use this. You know what I mean? Like, and so they're like. They've Some of my friends have used them. Some of my friends have been like, "No, because it's like, no, it's it's a bad thing. You're not supposed to masturbate. You're not supposed to put anything foreign, quote unquote, in there. But I'm like, dude, I think it's so much safer than just boning a bunch of random people personally that's my personal opinion it's
1: definitely safer yeah it's definitely safer <laughs> it's definitely safer but emotionally safer physically safer yes. but what i would say too is like anybody who has who's worried about masturbating or grew up with messages that it's bad for you from a mental health and a wellness standpoint it is very good for you to masturbate It's more of like that construct society and like how we kind of like filter those messages that ends up changing how we feel about it. So if I can, I usually, when I work with people, I tell them like, try to let go and unlearn some of the stuff that you learned because Mm -hmm. most people do not get good sex education. And from just a wellness standpoint, masturbating, it's going to make you de-stress. It's going to make you have skin to skin, which feels really good. If you have yeah. an orgasm, you get this like cocktail of hormones that makes you feel good, makes you happy, it makes yeah. depression symptoms lessen. So there's so many health benefits to just the masturbating daily or masturbating frequently. Okay,
3: is there? Uh, what do you recommend? How often do you like? recommend having an orgasm, either masturbating or having sex? Like, do you feel like day it should be daily, every other day or, you know, because I'm, I'm a huge believer in like anything excessive isn't necessarily good for you, but what about, you know, the vulva? <laughs> the <vagina>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's um, interesting to a lot of people is that I think there's a stereotype out there that if you're having sex, you have to have sex every day or multiple times a day and that's a good sex life. But the average is like two and a half times per month. Stop, really? Couples on average, on average, are having sex like a little less than once a week, basically. Okay. So it's not as often as we're thinking, right? Oh, I'm good. <laughs>
3: damn, I was worried, girl. I was like, Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's
1: not as often. It's like that comes from like porn and like media and the TV. But like, don't get me wrong, if you're in a phase, right, because we go through waves, Mm -hmm. when we're with a partner in a new relationship, or even if it's the same partner at different times of the relationship, where you're going to crave more sex, and that's healthy. And you know, like, yeah, but it's not as often as people think. And if I'm, advocating for masturbation. Um, National Orgasm Day is at the end of this month and I'm trying to really push awareness around that. Uh It's not just about the orgasm. It's so much more about like just getting in tune with your body and getting in the mood and all these things. But if you are practicing masturbation, it is fine to masturbate every day. It's Uh also fine to masturbate once a week or it's fine to masturbate at whatever feels good to you. Okay. What I will say is it's kind of like, you know, when you exercise, Mm -hmm. if you exercise a few times a week, it keeps your cardio good. um, You feel good. But if you don't exercise like at all during the week, you don't feel as great. Mm -hmm. And if you're exercising every day, you can burn out. Just think of sex kind of in the same way. You're going to have these waves where like some kind of consistency is good. A couple times yeah. a week is good for you. Okay. But if you aren't feeling it that week, it's okay. And if you need more, then that's also great. So just listen to your body, you know, because
3: yeah, that sometimes I feel like that pressure of like, I need to have sex with my partner every single day, but I'm busy or I'm tired or I just, I don't want it. You know what I mean? But like, now that you're telling me this, I'm like, okay, then I, I don't like, I tell him, I'm like, my intimacy is. I want to lay on your chest. I want to watch a movie with you. And then sometimes I do want to have sex. It's just like, I mm-hmm. also don't want it to be where like, enfadar. you know, it's just so much. Uh-huh. Or sometimes I just want to lay there and do my thing. And le- I want to do it myself. You know what I mean? Like for so long I masturbated. Mm-hmm. I had vibrators. I didn't have a, you know, a partner and, and I love it. I love that alone time. And that's okay. Like, that's what I want to tell women. A lot of women feel so embarrassed where it's like, Oh no, like I don't talk about those things. And it's okay if you don't want to talk about it. I totally respect it. But I feel like it's just so healthy, emotionally, physically, for you to just do it. And sometimes just do it on your own, do it in the shower. Just have those few minutes to just release.
0: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura podcast network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, stay farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it, Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky, smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence.
4: and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I had a question in regards to people faking orgasms. I'm not going to lie, I have before. I, I have. Now that I've gotten older, now I'm like, it just didn't happen. Before, it was like, okay, let me just be done with this. And I was like, okay, as long as that person gets their pleasure... Now I'm like, wait a second, like I need to do my thing even if after after he's finished, I'll go ahead and pleasure myself and he's fine with it and he watches. But I'm not into like faking anymore. But I have, like I said, do you know of a percentage of people that like do fake orgasms?
1: Yes. Um, there's so many interesting stats. I would say like 75% of cis women have faked an orgasm. Mm. But like you and like me... Usually a lot of this is happening when they're younger or they're just starting to have sexual partners and they have ideas of like, I think you're supposed to do this or I think I'm supposed to look this way and sound this way. But the older that you get and the more sexual confidence that builds, Mm -hmm. the more you kind of let go of some of that or hopefully you do. The majority of people don't fake orgasms all the time, but almost everybody has at some point. Yeah, Um, I think the stat is like, maybe like 10% of people are faking orgasms. That's -hmm. like an average. It could be like 8%. It changes every year. But what I would say to this is like, if you've done it, okay. Maybe Mm -hmm. think about like why you did it and like what you were trying to accomplish. Was it you wanted to end your session? Girl, then just end the session, right? Yeah. Was it that you wanted your partner to feel like they were pleasing you? Then teach yourself what you want and then teach your partner how to please you. Like if Mm -hmm. you're in a healthy relationship, your partner should want to please you and you should allow your partner to please you. But there also shouldn't be your everything. Yeah. Right. So it's almost like when a, when somebody is faking an orgasm, they're giving someone too much credit and it's not being honest with yourself or that relationship. Just let it go. Start over. And you know, you can, you can even start over in the same sexual relationship. You can say, Hey, I want to like readjust some things like, I'm curious about certain things. I want to teach you more about pleasing me. Are you open to that? Mm-hmm. The answer should be yes. Or like, yeah, what do you mean? And then you can go into whatever, whatever is on your heart. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm thinking more about what you're doing versus just being in the moment. I want to be more in the moment. And it might be, you know, it might take longer for me to have an orgasm or I might have to like show you different things or guide your hand in a different way. But I just want to be more myself around you. Is that Okay. Yeah.
3: And and that's and right now that I was hearing you talk and explain that what I think what happened with me and my, my personal story was that I was just young and I, I thought I was having an orgasm, but I didn't know what an orgasm was until I was older where I was like, oh shit. Wow. I had never felt this. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't mean to fake it, but I faked it because I was like, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to moan and I'm supposed to go, ah oh, you know, and like <laughs> we're done, you know? <laughs> so now that I'm like, now that I know, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, like Rebecca said, guys, like it's good and it's healthy. Like, hey, this feels good. I'd rather you, you know, sometimes like, I don't like fingers in there. I really don't. Like, I'd rather you use your mouth. I don't know. Like, just have these open conversations, you guys. I open think,
1: conversations. Yes.
3: With your partner and listen to, to him or to her. Um, but anywho, now that we're on this topic, I want to know <laughs> about squirting. <laughs> I, I, I Because I, I'm not sure. I feel like I have. But a question that a lot of people have asked is is it pee that's coming out but is it what is squirting explain to us rebecca please
1: <laughs> it's such a hot topic it like never yeah. goes away like this is yeah. like the constant hot topic so yeah. squirting is when a cis woman ejaculates and it looks like a squirt it looks uh-huh. like pee So here's the thing. There's a lot of controversy about this. Like, what is the liquid? Is somebody basically peeing? You get a lot of Mm -hmm. mixed results in research. Based on everything that I know, I feel like every cis woman who wants to learn to squirt can. Mm -hmm. And it does have some elements of urine because it's going through the same pathway. Like, it's coming out of the same area. So Uh it does have a little bit of urine, but it is not urine. It is like a clear, really glidey liquid that has a lot of proteins and fatty acids. And so it's like, it's made up of a lot of things, but it does have Mm -hmm. a little bit of urine in it and it's, it is what it is. It's almost like the equivalent of like prostate fluid in cis Mm -hmm. men. I know that might not be helpful, but squirting can happen. When you are stimulating that part of the body, so I wish I could visually show people, but it's like maybe one and a half to two inches in vaginally, you have your okay. G-spot. And the uh-huh. way you know you're touching it is it's a little bit rigid. Like it feels, you'll you'll feel smooth, 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 and then you'll feel like almost like a walnut. Oh. And if you start to stimulate that and the body is fully aroused, you uh-huh. can ejaculate. What happens though is a lot of women that I've talked to, they won't fully complete the process and they're not sure Mm -hmm. if they're doing it because they tighten up, they get tense and they don't let go at the very end. At the very end, you feel like you have to pee uh-huh. And so you have to allow that sensation to pass and you have to allow yourself to let go. Mm-hmm. se <laughs> sale.
3: So can yes. I make myself squirt? Yeah, right? If I know where my G-spot, okay.
1: You can. And I will say this, like because of where it is on our body, it's mm-hmm. not as easy for us to turn our hand and do it, but we can okay. do it. What's really helpful is a toy. So mm-hmm. we have one, it's called Indulge. It has a G-spot side. So you can oh. use that spot internally. And if you basically put pressure on that, we'll call it a little walnut. Uh-huh, <laughs> if you the put pressure walnut. on the G-spot. I'm
3: going to go look for the you, walnut right now.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Sometimes people need pretty intense pressure on it. Other people need like medium pressure on it. But yeah. you can ejaculate with the toy a little bit easier. Okay. So when we're talking about sex, though, what's interesting is you can, we have nerve endings all in that like, bottom area, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about penetrative sex, you can have penetrative sex vaginally in the vagina mm-hmm. or in the anus. right. Uh-huh. A lot of women that have anal sex have orgasms,
3: Uh-huh. So let's go back a little bit to anal sex because i've mm-hmm. I've never I haven't yet. i I want to. I feel like I'm with the right partner to do so. Um, I'm open to it. Um, I've heard that it's like an amazing orgasm for a woman. And for a man, of course, can we use, we can definitely use your toys, right, in in that area?
1: Yes. So here are my tips for anal. And I would say, like, the queer community is more well-versed in anal sex. And, like, that's just a difference. A lot of people that are more heteronormative, like, we tend to avoid anal more. But I think that it's something that we should unlearn and then relearn it. Because anal sex can be so pleasurable. And a lot of people really enjoy it. It's just the setup that's very important. So I would even say this, to be really honest, a lot of people I share with me, they're self-conscious about having like poop come out, right? They're they're self-conscious about it. I'm not going to lie. That's my biggest fear. So they'll Mm -hmm. change their diet. They change their diet for that day and maybe eat like more lean or more smoothies so that they don't feel like they have a lot of, I'll say congestion. But uh-huh. honestly, the the more you do this, the more you'll know your own body and you won't feel as self-conscious about it. Okay. But in the beginning, people do tell me that's a worry. So I'm just validating that. A lot of people worry about that, mm-hmm. but it's not a big deal. If some comes out, it's not a big deal, even though it might feel like it is. So what you can do is make sure you're using a lot of lubricant. So in this okay. area of the body, we don't naturally lubricate it. Like we can't get like the wetness that we get from a vagina, right? Yeah. So a lot of water-based lube. You can use a toy. You just want to be careful that if you're using anything anally, you don't insert it vaginally afterwards. Right. Yes. Or you guys. wash it really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. We have a cleanser that's good for your skin or toys. But you can also put a condom on the toy and insert okay. it that way. And that way there's even more glide So you can do that and start really slow. Okay.
3: (laughs) I I love it. Um, Honestly, thank you so much for being so open. And so you're so eloquent. And I'm just glad that we, you know, thank goodness I have the space where I can just talk about it. And people like you that are so educated in this and that have such an amazing brand, which again, congratulations to you and to, to your husband and to the entire team. And if you can please let us know. Where we can find Bloomy? Is there a website? What stores?
1: Yes. um, This was amazing. This was fun. I love the topics we covered. They were nice and juicy topics. Um, (laughs) You guys can find me anywhere. It's Rebecca Alvarez Story. That's my website and my socials. And then for the products for Bloomy, everything is at thebloomy.com or socials are at thebloomy. Okay. And it's uh, B-L-O-O-M-I. Correct. Right. Yes. Just FYI, mm-hmm. Oh, Sorry. Everyone. And or at Target. I already I oh, at target <laughs> You can also shop us at your local Target. You can just basically check your app. The one thing we've learned is if a product is not at your local store, sometimes it doesn't show up. So just know all of our toys are at Target. Our lubes are at Target. So if you're looking for one of those two things, I definitely encourage you to go to your local store and go to Target.com. Yes. Well, I'm
3: definitely going to Go get some stuff. Um, So thank you again. And you guys, thank you for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. And before we go, you guys know that uh, we have a, uh, a quote. And the quote is, If you are powerfully embracing your physical body and your sexuality, you are living fully in your humanness. And that is as spiritual as it gets humanness I like that there you go that's the quote for the day you guys muchas gracias los quiero mucho and uh, until next time Rebecca thank you so much I appreciate it again thank you this was great thank you for having me thank you guys Besitos a todos. do you need advice on love relationships health y i I'm so excited to share with you that my cheekies and chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at myculturapodcast and follow me, cheekies. that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and check us out on YouTube.
4: There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most... State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
3: Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robey And me, Simone Boyce.